uh, this week a uh, uh, little dog hers named Sugar I believe the name and uh, uh, you know they they are part of the family as well wow and uh, uh, we uh, sorry for her that and, and that loss and uh, I'm glad to know tonight that God is concerned over the things we're concerned over hallelujah amen and so uh, we uh, uh, have had that on our mind as well. We want to welcome those who might be tuning in by means of the live stream on uh, Facebook tonight. God bless you for for watching. And uh, we are going to um, begin a little something here tonight. Uh, you know, the Bible is something that we we make focus and make it center of our life and it's uh, the center of our church life and everything we do and a lot of times we don't uh, take the time to focus on the men uh, that put this book together of course it was it was of course we know it was authored by God but these men were special men uh, and I, I don't know, I, I, I'm just going to try a little something here, uh, and we'll see how, how well it works. Uh, I'm, I'm going to begin to talk uh, uh, some about, about some of these men that's responsible for the Word of God. And uh, I'll, I'll start with the shortest gospel uh, in uh, the New Testament. And brother, would you pass these out? I've got some handout for everybody tonight, and this is what we're going to be covering uh, this evening. Uh, we're going to be talking about some things in the next few weeks in the Gospel of Mark. But tonight we're going to dedicate our lesson to an, an introduction uh, of the uh, the book of Mark, and I don't know. I, I hope that you will find that uh, some of these men have got some very interesting things associated with them, uh, and uh, maybe you don't think like I do, but. You know, I want to know as much about these people that God used to put the Bible together as I possibly can. And so, <coughs> as Brother Douglas is passing out um, this uh, handout to everybody, it is an introduction to Mark's gospel. Um, and uh, we're going to do a little a bit of background. And I've got some scriptures along the way in here that we'll be turning to uh, and reading. But we're just going to follow this, um, uh, this outline uh, for tonight. I don't believe we'll have time to get any further than this. It says, The Gospel of Mark is the oldest of the Gospels. Now, just because Matthew comes first does not mean that Matthew was the first one to compose uh, a gospel. Uh, when they put the, uh, the scriptures together, 
they used the gospel at best tied in the Old Testament to the New Testament. Uh, but Mark, according to all uh, history, uh, is the oldest. It was the first gospel uh, that was written. And uh, most scholars suggest that the Gospel of Mark was written between 60 and 70 A.D. Uh, and there's, there's a few that dates it as early as 50 A.D. Uh, that if that is the case, it would be a remarkable 20 years uh, of Christ's death and resurrection. Uh, but the next oldest Gospel... Uh, would be the Gospel of Matthew. It was written around 70 A.D. But Mark's Gospel is the oldest. Uh, Mark is also the shortest Gospel. Can anybody tell me off the top of your head how many chapters Mark's got without looking? (laughs) 16. Uh, 16 uh, uh, chapters in in, uh, the Gospel of Mark. Uh, Mark's gospel was written with the Gentile audience in mind. Uh, Mark wants to be sure those without a knowledge of Jewish tradition and background would understand the good news about Jesus. It focuses on the public ministry of Christ. And this is something that's interesting that uh, I I would like for you to note. You'll notice as you study the the gospel of Mark that Mark records more of what Jesus did rather than what he said. Now, some of the other writers focuses a lot on his teaching, his words, but Mark focuses on the actions, the things that Christ did. It describes Christ as a teacher, a preacher, a healer, and a savior. That's what you'll find out about Jesus when you study the book of Mark, that Jesus is a teacher, he's a preacher, a healer, and a savior. Hallelujah. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about the man. And I want to get uh, to you. To me, I think it's some interesting facts about Mark that we don't put together sometimes. Mark was the son of a widow woman by the name of Mary. Mary was a very popular woman's name back in biblical times, the times of Christ. Uh, And the disciples met in Mary's home. Mark was also the cousin of Barnabas. Uh, and we're going to um, we're going to give. Well, I got a scripture, and we're going to read the scriptures here just in a minute. Mark accompanied Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey. He was, however, scolded by Paul, and was disallowed to continue after Mark left the mission uh, missionaries for unknown reasons. Paul and Mark later reconciled. Paul added that Mark was useful uh, for the ministry. Now, Acts chapter 12, verse 12, which I've got there on the handout, it says, So when he had considered this, 
he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Now, if, if you remember Ronnie's message this past Sunday, uh, he preached about uh, uh, Peter locked up in the prison and was set free, uh, and uh, he thought he was seeing a vision, an angel come, and the prison doors was open and all that happened. And when, uh, when he'd come to himself, uh, he, uh, uh, John Mark, which is Mark, um, it was his full name, that was the house that he came to when he came knocking at the door and a young lady by the name Rhoda heard Peter's voice and got so excited she left him standing at the door and went back and told everybody. You know, and Ronnie preached about that this past Sunday. Uh, but see, uh, uh, Mark's mother, uh, uh, by the name of Mary, uh, and this, this was not Mary Magdalene, this was another Mary. Um, they were at her house. Um, she, uh, her husband had, was, had passed, she was a widow, and it appears that she was left pretty well off. And the house that she owned was big size, and it had multiple lay, uh, levels, and we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. Now look at Colossians chapter 4 and verse 10. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Now here it tells you that Mark and Barnabas were cousins. And this is a scripture to let you know, uh, know about now. Now you tell me, that, don't that bring a little more light on it? When, remember, Paul and Barnabas got in such a heated discussion, when they was ready to go off on their second missionary journey, Barnabas wanted to take Mark with them, and Paul says no. Because he, he started out with us on the last one, but he turned around and went back. You know. Uh, and um, so Paul wasn't going to have none of it. And the discussion, the argument between Barnabas and Paul got pretty hot. And when you realize where Barnabas was coming from, this was, this was his little cousin. So this is why that, that argument got so heated. Barnabas took uh, a, went his separate way, and that's when Paul linked up with Silas, and they went off in another direction. But all that got worked out later, uh, we understand that, but when you realize that Mark and Barnabas was cousins, I mean, hey, that, that's, fam that's family there. And that's, that's one reason why that uh, discussion between those two got so heated. Uh, St. Mark, the author of the uh, second gospel of our Lord, um, is the same as John Mark, <coughs> and I told you that a few minutes ago, who led to identifying him as the man who carried the water to the house where the Last Supper took place. 
Mark 14, 13. We're going to read that in a minute. And many historians believe he may also have been the same young man who ran away naked when Jesus was arrested. I told you there were some interesting things about young Mark. Now, at this time, Mark was, when Jesus was arrested, was young. I, I, I did a, a bunch of research, and it looks like at, at the time of Jesus' arrest, Mark was probably 16 or 17 years old. Uh, and uh, also, a historian by the name of um, Hippolytus states that St. Mark was one of the 70 disciples sent out by Christ in the book of Luke. All right, now let's look at uh, Mark chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. And he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. That man turned out to be Mark. That's, that's who the man was. Wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And of course, this was the house of Mark and his mother, Mary. And to me, when I learn all these extra little tidbits, it makes the Word of God come more alive. Gives you So Mark was a, a young man, and uh, when, when Jesus got ready to meet with his disciples the night before his crucifixion, and uh, where they had the Lord's Supper, uh, this is what he told his disciples. He said, a man's going to meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. And wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room that I may eat the Passover with my disciples? So Mark was the one carrying the pitcher of water in, uh, in, at this case. And then let's look at Mark, still in chapter 14, but go down to verse 51, 52. Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body. And the young man laid hold of him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. This was in the Garden of Gethsemane. When they were out there, and the soldiers come to arrest Jesus. Now, I don't ask me, I don't know why Mark was out there, was just, just wrapped up in a, a linen garment. You know, in the garden, uh, in, in the middle of the night. But uh, that was the situation. And when they arrested Jesus, one of those that was with them got a hold of that cloth and young Mark just cut out a trail uh, and left, left the cloth and fled from them naked. Um, and then, of course, I told you about um, historians say that he was one of the 70 that Jesus had chosen earlier to go out by twos. And that's in Luke chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face 
to every city and place where he himself was about to go. Now, if you turn over on the back side, now, now remember uh, the house where uh, Mark's mother lived was pretty good size, and it had it was multi-leveled. And uh, we have already seen that the disciples came together there a lot to pray. Uh, and to wor- uh, worship the Lord. And um, if you notice on the back of your handout here, the upper room is, in the, play, uh, is the place of the Last Supper. The first resurrection appearance of Christ to the apostles, if you remember, uh, after Jesus resurrected, the disciples was in a, in a room someplace, closed up, praying, and all of a sudden Jesus just appeared out of midair. This was the house of Mary, John's mom. This is where they were were at. And then later on, the same house upstairs in the upper room, the second level, is where they was when the 120 were gathered together and the Holy Ghost fell. Wow. I would say Mary was pretty fortunate to be the center of so much happening right in her own home. Man, wouldn't that be fantastic? Lord, I mean, that would just be fantastic. This hall, according to historians, was owned by Mark's mother, where all of this took place. Now, later on, years later, um, Mark, as an older man, uh, Mark had become an evangelist, and he was, he he would go everywhere uh, preaching the gospel. And he wound up in Alexandria, Egypt, years later, to help establish the faith there. The idolaters of that city resented his efforts to turn the Alexandrians away from the worship of their traditional gods. In A.D. 68, they placed a rope around his neck and dragged him through the streets until he was dead. He gave his life for the gospel of Christ. He ended up on the streets of Alexandria, Egypt, with a rope tied around his neck and drug uh, until he died. um, His neck may have finally broke or whatever, I don't know. But this is all what history said uh, about, about Mark. And so this is the one uh, whom sat down and wrote the very first uh, gospel, uh, the gospel according to St. Mark. And I want to tell you something that I don't want you to forget. 
You may jot this down on your uh, handout there if you if you want. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are not in the New Testament. Amen. They're not in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John form a bridge that ties the Old Covenant or the Old Testament to the New. Here's a very important answer to a lot of people who don't believe it's necessary to be baptized and the Gospels in the Gospels we find the thief on the cross and Jesus told him today you'll be with me in paradise and people like to use that to say well none of us have to really be baptized but the New Testament the new covenant didn't start till after Jesus died. Read Paul's writings about the testaments and the covenants that the, uh, the death of the testor has to take place. Amen. That's very important that a lot of people, people miss. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John does not form the new covenant, the New Testament. It's a, they, they are a bridge that tie together the old and the new. The New Testament don't start to the book of Acts when the church was born. Hallelujah. Glory, exactly. Exactly, sister. And uh, uh, so many people uh, miss that. Uh, and I'll, I wanted to add that uh, uh, tonight, and uh, please try to get that into your head to understand Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They they wrote about a time in between the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and the New. It's that inner middle period amen and uh, I'm, I'm turned here to the gospel of Mark and I'm fixing to close uh, what I'm going to do we're not going to go every chapter but we're going we're gonna to go through the gospel of Mark and we're going to bring out things that Mark um, recorded <coughs> that maybe some of the others didn't record and that's how we're going to go back to study it. But if you'll notice Mark chapter 1 and verse 1, I want to read one, that first verse. And I want to mention something about that. Then we're going to, well, that puts us about at a closing time for tonight. This is how Mark starts out. The beginning of the what? Gospel. 
of Jesus Christ. Here's something else interesting about Mark. You can check out Matthew, and you can check out Luke, and you can check out John, but Mark is the only one who actually called his writing the gospel. He's the one who called it. Use that phrase, gospel. And it's really not technical, but can somebody tell me what the word gospel actually means? Good news. Good news. So the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank God that we live under the New Testament time. The good news. The old covenant law came under Moses, but grace, grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that's the good news. Amen.